Hi, this is Mark Mohammedpour, and welcome to Chasing the Sun. Let's talk fitness, health, and wellness. I'm Mark Mo. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Mark Mo, M-A-R-K-M-O-H. I lost more than 100 pounds 10 years ago. I've managed to keep it off, and I'm here to talk to you about some tips and tricks to to, to think about when you are looking to make a change in your life. We're coming up to January 2019, and as ever, it's the time to reflect on the past and to think about the future and start jotting down our goals, our resolutions, and ways that we're going to change our life. And that was me more than 10 years ago as I proposed to my now wife, Christine, and I weighed 350 pounds. I was in terrible shape. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't move. I was scared to sit on airplanes, and I knew I needed to to make a change. And after I proposed and she said yes, I made a, a series of, of small but important changes to my life and had been, have been able to not only lose that weight over over nine months, over lost 100 pounds over nine months, but I've kept it off since then. And I've been really proud of that. It's been hard. It is a, a daily um, challenge with myself to, to understand why I made those changes, why I made the decisions that I made to, to lose that weight and also to remind myself why and how I did it. And it's been really key as I think about the next year and, and what I want to achieve for myself from a, a fitness perspective and a wellness perspective. And, and I want to share with you a, a few thoughts that, that I've kind of collected over the years and hopefully it will be of some value to you. Um, as you're thinking about January and thinking about the life changes that you may or may not want to make, one of the things that obviously becomes clear is that there's an opportunity for the, the health industry to try to sell you a number of things. It, it could be access to a gym. It could be access to a personal trainer. It could be uh, the opportunity to buy equipment at a low cost. It could be an opportunity to subscribe to a new service. It could be a supplement. It could be a vitamin. It could be a meal plan. We we have all seen various ads, whether they're online, on TV, or through our social media feeds, about um, any and all ways in which to to gain our our mighty dollar. And it's important be- before you click that subscribe button or you pay the money and think that that decision is going to automatically help you reach your goal to 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 really take a step back and and think about a, a few things. And it took me a long time, even after I lost my weight, to really understand how what worked for me actually worked for me. And that's not to say that what I have done or, or, or the decisions that I've made are going to be the same for everybody. I'm not going to give you a 
exercise routine. I'm not going to tell you to do one thing in particular versus another. Um, but I will help you with some ideas on how to think and, and how to, how, and how to think about the approach that you're making to, um, to, 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 to reach the, the right exercise goals that you want to achieve. So the, the first thing that I want to really discuss with you is before making a decision on whether you want to buy equipment or you want to hire a personal trainer or, or whatever is really think about the amount of time you want to allocate to this change. And I say that in a, in a couple of different ways. One way, which we're not going to talk about so much today, but as you're thinking about significant weight loss, one of the big challenges is not necessarily just going to be exercise, it's going to be food. You're going to have to make significant um, changes to your thought about food. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to change the type of food that you're eating. We can talk about that another time. But you are going to have to really be prepared and think ahead about how you're approaching food. And so that's going to take time. That's going to take time to plan. It's going to take time to think about the, that, that process. And so it's important to think about time a little differently because we all only have so much amount of time during the day. And, and so really think about how much time you're going to commit. And that's everything from the length of the exercise to the amount of time you're going to potentially spend driving or commuting to a particular place to, to do the exercise. Are you going to drive to a gym? Are you going to meet with a friend at a neutral location, whether it's a, a track or, or something and, and exercise there? Is it going to be in your own home and, 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 and all of those things. So think about, are you going to allocate 15 minutes a day, uh, 60 30, think about how much time you are really going to be allocating and, and stick to it. Block it out in your calendar, set reminders, tell your friends and family, your colleagues that you're allocating this time. Is it 5 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Is it noon to 1230 on Tuesday and Thursday? Is it 7 to 8 p.m. on all weeknights, really think about not only the amount of time, but, but also when and block it out and make it your own. That's the most important thing you can do to be consistent with your exercise, because that's the, that's the next part of what I want to chat about. A lot of times we think about weight loss and, and exercise in terms of final goal. We do this a lot in business, right? We think about particular goals that, that we need to achieve, whether it's a particular uh, financial goal or it's a, a particular achievement that, that we need for our, our business to succeed. And in order to achieve that, we do things. We, they're tactics, right? So we're doing something that will inevitably reach the goal. We sometimes think about these tactics last, and you're supposed to do that because you're supposed to think about 
what you want to achieve at the big picture level and really get agreement and alignment and, and visionary and strategic and all of these things. And in business, that's really important. And then you get to the tactics. And that's and and you don't get to the tactics until until you think big picture. I I want to ask you to reverse it when it comes to weight loss. I want you to think about the tactics and the things that you're going to do every day to build consistency in your in in your body and your mind that you're going to to do something on a regular basis that you've never done before. And and here's here's why our bodies are, are just are, are there are no two that are alike. And so the way that I lost my weight it could be potentially very different than somebody else who has lost their weight and has kept it off for a certain amount of time. Maybe they use a particular diet program and have have kept off their weight ever since. I never subscribed to a particular diet program. I never I never did Atkins or keto or 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 anything like that. I I I thought about the the, the types of food that I still wanted to eat, but I made significant changes to, to quantity and, and quality and time during the day that I ate them. And I, I made lots of small changes and I'll, I'll talk about that at a, at a later episode, but where I'm getting, where I'm getting to this is I wasn't necessarily thinking about fitting into a particular size suit or thinking about a losing a particular um, number of pounds in a certain amount of time. Because I knew that I couldn't guarantee that. I can't guarantee with the way that our bodies change and and you're adding muscle and you're drinking more water and you're moving around and your body doesn't know what's going on. It just takes time for it to fluctuate a bit and, and kind of normalize that if I have a really good week and I lose a few pounds and the next week I don't lose any pounds, I knew that... I knew that it could be a problem if I if I didn't know that that's basically my body trying to write itself. Because a lot of people, I think, what happens is, especially when they start with a new exercise and diet program, they lose a lot of weight right away, and then they don't lose any weight, and they they have they plateau, and they get frustrated because they don't know what that means. What they basically think that means is that it's failed. Say, oh, I'm done. Okay, I guess uh, I guess then this isn't going to work for me, and I'm gonna I failed again, and I'm going to go back to eating my chips and my pizza, not exercising, and you're back to square one. And I'm I'm here to tell you that my my advice is to think in terms of tactics. Think in terms of things that you are going to do on a consistent basis and and stick with it and plan for it. And that will give you the the repetition and the confidence to to make a long lasting, a permanent change in how you're approaching uh, weight loss and maintenance. So what does that mean? So when I think about in terms of, of exercise, I think about in terms of time. So I think about if, if I'm going to allocate 30 minutes a day or 60 minutes a day, what am I going to do? Um, because you have to think about in terms of what's attainable. What, 
I, I cannot wake up on January 2nd and have my mind completely change and say, I'm going to work out for two hours a day and I'm going to eat nothing but leafy greens and, um, and, and black coffee. And I'm going to do that the rest of my life and everything's going to be fine. Cause that's not true. You might be able to do that for a few days and then you're going to say, Oh, I, I, it's going to be Saturday morning, maybe. And you say, I can't work out for two hours. I'm dead. I'm tired. I don't feel good. I'm just going to say, screw it. I'm done. And, and then you're immediately back to square one. Because it's not attainable. It's not attainable to work out two hours a day and just eat lettuce and drink black coffee. That's not going to work. I hate to break it to you. But long-term, that's not going to work. But what is going to work are, are thinking through things like, I am going to allocate 30 minutes a day for exercise. I'm going to allocate 15 minutes a day to move, to stand up and walk around the block or go up these four flights of stairs in my office building. Or I am going to... Um, I'm going to spend a half an hour and, and walk to, to get my, my lunch on in the other side of town. And it's gonna, I know it's going to take me 30 minutes to, to get there, get my food and get back where normally I might order a sandwich and have it delivered to me. I'm actually going to get up and, and go, or if it's really snowy outside or really icy or really rainy and you choose not to go outside. Say I am going to find a a fitness video online, and I'm going to uh, work out in in my home, and I'm going to allocate 30 minutes of of my day to do that. Or I am going to spend three hours of my or three days of my week doing, um, you know, walking or running, and I'm going to spend the other days lifting weights, and I'm going to allocate this amount of time to doing these types of things. For me, that, that has worked. To put a process in and say, this is, this is how I'm going to spend my time and I'm going to do it and I'm going to build a routine and it's going to work for me. Now, I just mentioned a bunch of different things that you may or may not care about at all. You may love the idea of walking, spending a half an hour to get lunch and and walk back. You may love the idea of of going online and finding a an exercise video that will help that that will help you. Or you may not. You might say Mark, you're crazy. I don't I don't want to do this. I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to get outside and walk. My answer is that that's fine. But there's a reason why you're listening to this. There's a reason why you are looking to to make a change. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this episode. <laughs> and and my advice is, you need to spend some time researching and analyzing the type of workouts that that work for you, the type of exercise that move that works for you. Because the other myth is that one exercise works for everybody, and that's sim- simply not true. There are some people who just love to to lift weights. They love to 
to tone and and to to get muscle and it not only works for their their body from a muscle standpoint but it also helps them from a a cardio standpoint it's hard lifting weights your heart moves it pumps a lot of blood while you're doing that and it it can definitely be a good cardio workout if you do the right one there are people who love running i don't love running i am not a runner at all you get me running three miles at a time I, to me that is a, a gold medal performance if you if i'm out three minute three for three miles without stopping that's a really big deal i just have never been a runner i played soccer i over the last year or so i i played a version of soccer called futsal which is basically an indoor soccer um game and it was a lot of fun I was a goalkeeper. I would play on the field and it was a lot of fun. It was exhausting and it worked different parts of, of my body, but that worked for me and I, and I loved it for a short amount of time. But these are the things that I do that it took me, it took me 10 or 15 years really to figure out what, what works for me from an exercise standpoint. Now, and I'll go through a few of them with you here. The first thing that I do, the first choice that I do is I spend an hour a day walking. Early in the morning before I start work, I either go by myself or with my wife. We have a three-mile-long loop near our house that we go, and we've mapped it out. We know exactly what three miles is. We stop for coffee. <laughs> for me, it's black coffee. In the middle, there's a coffee shop that's literally halfway between, uh, halfway of the loop from from our house. And then we take the coffee and we we walk back home. And it's an hour, so I'm up at five thirty. We're out the door by five fifty or six o'clock. We're back home by seven, and we get ready to start the rest of our day. And it works well. By the time I've wrapped up, I've had 60 minutes of exercise. I've burned three, 350 calories. Uh, my heart's been moving. Um, my brain ha- starts functioning and firing early or in the morning. And so between the seven and eight o'clock hour, I feel much more awake. I also feel like I've, I've achieved something. It sounds silly to think about the idea of, a one hour walk is an achievement, but it is. It's a decision that I've made and my wife and I have made every morning and say, we are going to get up at 5.30 when we don't necessarily have to. There's nothing forcing us to get up at 5.30 except, except ourselves and the decisions that we're making to say, look, this is important to us. We are choosing to get up at this time because we know this is good for our our body and our mind, and we always feel better afterward. I've walked hundreds of times in the morning, and not one time have I ever ended that and said, Mark, that was the stupidest decision you've ever made. I immediately regret this. I have never regretted going on a walk, ever. And... But that took me a while. It took me a while. It took me years to figure out. It took me years to figure out a few things. The first thing it took me a long time to realize was that walking is is a form of exercise. Getting up and moving 
is a form of exercise. And as a society, we need to understand that. We need to understand that exercise isn't limited to constant sweat and lifting weights and 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 running and marathons and and all of the elite ways in which we are told whether it's through word of mouth or through television shows or reality shows whatever that that's what exercise is equates to it's about moving it's about getting your heart rate up it's about working your body it's about it's about your mind and and all those things coming together and if walking for an hour makes you feel better about yourself as it does me that is a win and if you're able to do that on a consistent basis whether it's at 6 a.m whether it's at noon whether it's at 6 p.m at night 3 30 in the afternoon on a Thursday or whenever if you're able to make that time for you that is significant that is that is more significant than we tell ourselves and we need to stop that we need to understand that that walking and moving is is key because we don't do that as a society we don't and so i it took me a long time to realize that the, the other the other parts that took me a long time is just the logistics of what what type of what type of loop do i want how how long do i want to go what do i want to see what do i want to experience what do i want to listen to sometimes my wife she'll go she has a separate exercise class that that she'll go to a few times a week and so what do i do what what do i listen to what podcasts do i listen to do i listen to music and so that takes a while to get to get acclimated as well but now i can't imagine a life where i'm not I'm not walking a significant amount every day. It's so vital to me. So walking for an hour a day is, is important. Now, the the days that I don't walk, it's not because I'm I don't want to to walk. It's because I want to do something else, because I want to mix things up. And so there's a couple other things that I do. One is um, a kettlebell. So kettlebell, if you look it up, it's essentially a a you know, a single weight. They come in various um, weights from, you know, five pounds to 30 pounds and up. It has a has a handle at the top and it's kind of bell-shaped. And it's the most versatile piece of, of equipment I, I have ever used in, in my life. It is incredible for being able to help tone your body, build muscle, and and also keep your your heart rate up. There are a number of exercise videos online that you can you can look at to be able to 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 use your kettlebell in various ways, shapes, and means. I, I imagine if you went to a gym and asked a personal trainer to help you use a kettlebell properly, because it's an important it's really important to make sure you have your your form correctly when you're using your kettlebell you want to make sure your your legs are where they're supposed to be at that your back isn't arched that you are you know facing appropriately that you're swinging the the kettlebell right all these things but when you're doing it right it is a very powerful tool that as i said it, it not only tones your muscles but it also is really good for your for your for your cardiac cardio because your heart rate is going to be constantly up throughout. You can do 
10 minute routines, you can do 30 minute routines. And like I said, it, it, it can potentially work a large part of your body. And I love it. I love using my kettlebell. It is a, it is an incredible tool. And if you just had one weight, that's what I would, that's what I would go with. They, they vary in cost. I imagine you can get them second or third hand if you, if you need, and it's just, it, it's, it's, it's great. Especially if you don't have a big space, living space, all you need is a mat and a, and the kettlebell and you can get a lot done. So that, that's kind of the second thing that over the years has been really, really a benefit to me. The, the third is an interesting piece of equipment that I purchased a couple of years ago. And it's a, it's a spin bike called the Peloton. And I've, I've had it for you know, two years now. I have it in my, in my office here at my house. And it's, it's a great, it, it, it's a great piece of equipment and it's a, it's a great piece of technology and it's a great ex- example of the importance of community. Peloton is a, it's a cycling term. It's a, it's a French word that essentially is, uh, it, it refers to the main group of bike riders during a bike race and Let's focus on the Tour de France because that's the most famous bike race. And in each stage, there is a typically a leader or a set of leaders who are are leading the particular stage. Then behind them is is this large group called the peloton. And they basically help each other out to um, you know to draft behind each other to and to basically share the road. Because these are, you know, several hundred mile stages that these bike riders are competing in. They're all pushing each other towards the end of the stage. And if you are part of the peloton, the peloton can be 50 people, 100 people. It's, it's, it's a very tightly packed group. You all get the same time when you cross the finish line. And so, and when it's a Tour de France and the, the winner over... 60 hours worth of riding and the winner wins by a minute or two the importance of being a part of this group when you cross the line and sharing the same time is is really key and so when peloton came out and i was starting to hear about it the 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 name stuck with me because i i knew enough about the tour de france and i knew enough about the what that meant that i knew this was going to be around community and that's true. It's it's basically a, a spin bike for use at your home. And there's commercial grade options that are in hotels. They have a partnership with a big hotel chain. But it's a uh, it's an internet connected bike. There's a giant tablet, uh, touch tablet that is in the front of the bike. You have access via subscription. There's a monthly subscription. Plus you have to pay for the bike. There's a monthly subscription that gets you access to live rides and on-demand rides that are recorded in in a couple studios. There's one in New York and there's a brand new one in, I believe it's in London and in, in England, that you can join and they are in all lengths of time. There are some that are 10 minutes and there are some that are 90 minutes and everything in between. Not only are there different lengths of rides, but there are a number of instructors. There's at least 12 different instructors. 
and they have different areas of focus. Some want to help you tone your, your, your arms and your body. Some want you to um, uh, do um, different types of, of uh, music. So some offer country songs, some offer electronica songs, some offer rock. There are a couple of them that have live DJs in them. It's just, it's a huge variety of not only the, the types of rides, but also the types of music. And you have literally five, 6,000 different rides that have been recorded over, over the last few years. What got me hooked in the Peloton was going back to my original point about how much time am I going to commit? If I know I have an hour to commit or I have 30 minutes to commit a day, I know that I can get a ride in based on how much time that I have and based on kind of what I want to do, how I'm feeling. Do I want to do a ride or they offer different kinds of exercises as well. They just started offering yoga. They offer strength training classes. This is all through the tablet or through my, my mobile phone or my, my, my tablet, my, my personal tablet, but there's also a tablet on the, on the bike itself. And I can choose any type of routine and within seconds I am I'm I'm doing either the ride or or the, the the exercise and it works really really well. The other really cool thing is because there's a community aspect. I can see hundreds of other people around the world that are taking the same ride as me or I have taken the have taken the ride with me before. I can compete with them. I can see how I am doing, how my how my cadence is going, what my resistance is, how my total output is going. I'm given instruction by the instructors on how hard I should go for how long, with what resistance. It's made very clear to me. The quality of the video and the audio are very, very sound. I rarely have any issues with it. I've, I've taken more than uh, 200 rides over the last couple of years and I've rarely had a, a, an issue with, with my internet connection with them, but I can, I can make connections with people through, through this app. And I have friends in personal and professional worlds that I have been connected with on Peloton and it's been great. And we're able to, to chat about our experiences and the different type of instructors that we like. And it's just, it's, it's a very simple uh, service that that has a specific purpose that isn't more than what it's supposed to be, and that's great. And the community that Peloton has has built is extraordinary. It is it if you look at the it has a, an official Facebook page, and I think at this point, you know, when I started, there were ten thousand fans on that site, and now there's more than a hundred thousand, and it it grows and grows more and more every day. The, the company constantly updates the software, it updates the services, it updates all of the different, um, you know, uh, features. If people are asking for new features, Peloton is very good about listening and, and making updates very quickly. There are fan podcasts out there. There's one called The Clip Out that is, is really good. There's just active communities everywhere that can, uh, you know, answer answer questions. So it took me a long time to realize what else would work for me, and I have 
and I have loved going to the gym. I have loved working with personal trainers. I've done, um, you know, small local, uh, small batch uh, fitness, and they've all been incredible. They they're all very positive experiences. This works for me because I am able to save the amount of time with with travel and getting ready, and I'm able to say. If I want to start an exercise at 6.18 in the morning for 30 minutes, I know that I can start an exercise at 6.18 for 30 minutes. I can get very exact with, with when I want to start and when I want to stop. And that was really big for me. It's, it's big as far as I think about the amount of time that I want to spend and how I want to maximize it. And so using the Peloton allows for that. It's very similar to the hour that I would walk a day. If I want to start walking at 5.47 in the morning, I know that I can start at 5.47 in the morning and be done in an hour because I've, I've mapped that out and, I've, and I see what that looks like. So that's just a little bit about how I've progressed over the years and have really figured out what my, what, what, what my routines look like and, and, how, and, and how I go about thinking through how what what choices I have from an exercise perspective. So my advice to you as you're thinking about January and you're thinking about the changes that you want to make, I would really think about the the process. I would really get tactical. Think about how much you want to spend per day per week on exercise and really start there. That that doesn't mean spending two hours a day. It especially if you haven't exercised much lately. It could be literally saying, I'm going to get up five minutes earlier every day and for the first few days or a week, and I'm just going to prepare my brain to see, feel what that, what that feels like. What does it feel like to get up at 530 in the morning versus 545? That's a significant change if you, if you're not used to it. So preparing your brain for a few days or a week could be of significant value even before you start a routine. Just get your brain set. Drink some water. Wake up. Getting in the routine of that is really, really huge. And so if you can commit yourself to even, even that, even starting a few minutes of your day every day, before you even think about the types of exercise you want to do, to me, that's a win. And you needed to think about that as a win yourself. You need to think about the small changes as being significant. Especially if you're making, if you want to make a lifelong change, those small changes build confidence and it helps you learn what works for you. So I would really start there. Make time and put it in your calendar. I I had to make a, a I, I had to make a significant decision a long time ago that if I was going to lose a lot of weight and keep it off, that I had to make time for it. And I, I keep thinking back to when I was 350 pounds and I could barely sit on an airplane seat or I was worried I would break a restaurant chair and two, I'd have sleep apnea at night and I knew I could never go back to what that was like. And I knew that one of the things I needed to do is I needed to make time for this. No one else was going to do it for me. No one else was going to force me to... To, to lose weight, that I needed to do it on my own. And making time to do that is, is significant. Again, that doesn't mean an hour. It doesn't mean two hours. It doesn't even need to be 30 minutes at the start. 
but you need to allocate 10 minutes and you need to block it out and you need to say, I'm going to do this at this time. And however it works for you, whether it's having to jot it down on a piece of paper, put it on an alarm on your phone, block it out in your work calendar, whatever works for you in the rest of your, in rest of your world, do that for this and stick to it. And again, don't be afraid to think small first. It's important to build routine, repetition, and confidence. And that's really, really key to success. And that's and that and that drives me to the third one is is be simple, be repetitive. The idea that we need to subscribe to really sophisticated exercise programs and classes and 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 everything else that is thrown at us around this type of year can be really intimidating. It can be intimidating because it's a lot of choices that we need to make. It's also intimidating because it's very complex and that we're told directly or indirectly that this and only this is the path to, to losing weight. And I'm here to tell you, as somebody who has lost and maintained a loss of more than 100 and now it's I've lost about 120 pounds in in more than 11 years now. As someone who has experienced that, I can tell you that it does not need to be complex. It needs to work for you, but it needs to be something that you can do three days from now, three weeks from now, three months from now. And if you get bored of it after some time, make some adjustments. Like that's fine. But you also have to go back and say, does this work? Does this work for me? If the answer is yes, then don't change it. Again, think about where you want to be. Think about where you want to be and think about the things that are are going to work for you. And understand that making small changes in your life can have a significant impact. It took me a while to figure that out. I didn't read it in a book. I had to live it. And that's what I want to do for you is I want to help. I want to help you make the small changes in your life that will have significant impact for the rest of your life. Thanks for listening. Once again, this is Mark Muhammad Poor. This podcast is called Chasing the Sun. You can reach me at M-A-R-K-M-O-H on Instagram or Twitter. Let me know what else you might be interested in listening to. Have a wonderful week, and we'll chat soon.